All right, we're playing a game on today's show. Media Day is around the corner for the New Orleans Pelicans. That means cliches will be flying. So who will claim they added 15 pounds of muscle? Say they grew two inches. Is in the best shape of their life? Let's make some predictions in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday, we've got a fun show. We're going to play some cliche game. I don't actually have a name for it. Someone needs to let me know in the comments down below what we're going to call this, but media days around the corner. October 2nd, October uh, October 2nd, I believe. And that means we're going to get cliches. So let's predict some of the cliches that we are going to hear. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast coming to y'all like nobody else is. If you want to support the channel, become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday. And of course, comment down below on YouTube and subscribe, whether you're listening to the podcast version or on YouTube. And if you want to interact with me this season, it's not going to be on Twitter X. That is kind of terrible now. It's going to be on the Locked On Pelicans Insiders group on subtext. You want to know the rumors that I'm hearing, I'm going to probably feel a little bit more emboldened to put that into that group. And you can text me back, ask your questions, and I will see it and I'll be able to reply directly to you and the rest of the group. There's going to be exclusive content there too. The link is in the description down below. So let's get into a little bit of a game here. And this actually was inspired by Keith Smith. Keith Smith, NBA, one of the best follows on Twitter that you can get for salary cap stuff and the Boston Celtics. And he had a tweet that said, training camp is getting close. Guys are starting to speak out about situations they've been quiet about. Free agents are done waiting around and we're getting and we're already getting the quote, I'm better than ever. Best shape of my life. Added 15 pounds of muscles type of quotes. Two weeks to go. I loved this because. Yeah, you're right. You get those at every single NBA media day training camp, just like the cliches, right? Muscle watch is a thing that we kind of joke about in the sports media because like someone's going to say, I added 15 pounds of muscle this off season. Like it happens at every single media day for every single NBA team. So let's try and match some of these up. I've got four over in the description on today's show, but there's two more that'll be in the third segment. So let's start with, I added 15 pounds of muscle or something, or put on 15 pounds of muscle somewhere along those lines. Who do you think that is? The player I see saying that at media day this year is actually out injured right now, but should still be there. And that's going to be Trey Murphy III. He actually gave us what the next one is going to be, which is I grew two inches during this offseason. So since he grew last offseason... We've seen the workout videos from him and how much work he put in over the summer. It definitely tracks that he's going to say he came in and was stronger. When you look at what he needs to add to his game, strength, I do think, is a big part of it. We know the three-point shooting. We know the dunking, too. 
We even saw him add more of an in-between game and more of a handle to his bag during the season, kind of making moves, pulling up from mid-range when they took away the rim after a hard closeout, things like that. So the next step for him, really, and something I think the Pelicans could really use, is better rebounding. You know, and to go and fight for some of those boards, he's going to probably need to get a little bit stronger. He's probably 6'10", maybe like 6'9 half, but he rounds up and says 6'10 is the joke that he made last offseason. And that, I get that. So he's got the height, but you could still get pushed around and be knocked out of position by guys that are stronger than you. But if Trey puts on some muscle, say, I don't know, 15 pounds of muscle, well, he's going to be able to kind of force his way to those rebounds more so and to body guys out and block box them out more so than he has been doing and I think that's going to add a lot to his game the other area where I think you'd like to see him maybe improve slightly is finishing around the rim drawing contact and going to the line but particularly if you can get and ones and if you have more muscle, more strength, you're going to be able to finish around the rim, I think, a little bit more and go to the free throw line more. Per 36 minutes in his career, it's at 2.6 in the two years. You know, per 36 minutes, if he was playing that last season, he would have gone to the line 2.8 times per game. That's not amazing, right? It's not bad, but it's not good. But if he has more strength than he feels like he can attack the basket harder, does that number go up? And I definitely think that it could, though his free throw rate did go up last season. I think it could go up even more, and I'd be excited to see what he's going to be capable of doing. And if you're converting those into and ones, I think that goes a long way towards helping him really get there and finish at the rim, get extra points. He finished 11th when it came to free throw rate, which is number of free throw attempts per field goal attempt. He was behind guys like Kyra Lewis Jr., even behind Devontae Graham. That number needs to go up. Some more strength on him, more muscle, 15 pounds, definitely think could do that. So let's get into the next cliche here. And if you disagree with me, by the way, if you don't think it's Trey, you think it's going to be someone else, let me know in the comments down below. If you agree with me, tell me. If you're an everydayer, tell me that too. So next cliche, I grew two inches over the offseason. You want to pick, in general, a younger player on this, but I'm going to go a different direction. And I'm going to say it's Jose Alvarado. And this is not because he's actually going to say it. He's not. You know, at age 25 he's not grown two inches anymore he's his height which is six foot listed but maybe not six foot but I really wish he grew two inches because I really think that could solidify him even more so and this goes to when I went on the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball podcast Josh Lloyd who by the way if you want to win your fantasy league like go listen to Josh Lloyd and the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball podcast that dude is a beast he asked me to list the starting five. Okay, CJ, Herb, Brandon Ingram, Zion, Jonas, right? No, no surprises there. And then one of the next five guys in the rotation, Trey Murphy, Jose Alvarado, Larry Nance Jr., Dyson Daniels, and then probably Najee Marshall, leaving out Jordan Hawkins. Now that changes because of the injuries here, but let's pretend everyone's healthy just for a second. So you leave out Hawkins, but his shooting's going to need to get out there on the court. And Josh threw an idea out there of, you know, he asked who, who likely would Hawkins take the spot of? And I said, you know, probably Najee, maybe if he doesn't shoot well. And he goes, could it be Jose Alvarado? 
And you got to kind of go steps here to get to this. You know, Jose is undersized, is undersized. And that's been a big problem for him. He does get hunted a little bit in the half court. Full court defense is good. Gives you energy, gives you effort on that side of the ball, but does get picked on in pick and roll defense because of he him being undersized. So in theory, could Dyson Daniels supplant Jose Alvarado and then could Jordan Hawkins supplant Jose Alvarado after he's already been knocked down a level? And I said, you know, yeah, I, I definitely think that's a, a case. You know, Dyson is who they want to be the point guard of the future. So if it's not going to be Jose Alvarado, if Dyson does give you that tremendous size, length, six foot seven, long arms, we saw he was um, uh, fantastic defensively in summer league. If he gives you that, does Jose Alvarado get bumped down and then does the three-point shooting of Jordan Hawkins really come into play because you need that? And does Hawkins start getting minutes? And is Hawkins maybe at the point where he's not a defensive liability and that shooting keep him on the court? I could see a world like that happening. However, if Jose Alvarado was 6'2", I think this is an entirely different conversation. So I don't think he's actually going to come in and say, like, I grew two inches. Maybe he'll wear thicker thicker soles on his shoes to give him some height and other things like that. But, man, I wish he was just a little bit taller because I do worry about him long term when it comes to that. But I love Jose, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite players on the team. And I'm going to keep cheering for him wherever, you know, whatever his career is here, hopefully a long time in New Orleans. If he was just a little bit taller, you know how much better it would be for him, for the Pelicans, like a good bit. So that's why Drew Two Inches could be him. If it wasn't him, who who could it be? Like who, if we're looking at this roster for the Pelicans, would come in and say they grew two inches? Like EJ Liddell, if he grew two inches, he's listed as 6'7", that would be good. Herb Jones, if he goes from 6'8 to 6'10", maybe. Dyson Dan, oh, it's probably Dyson, right? Like one of the younger guys that still feels like he's growing. That makes a lot of sense. Dyson Daniels is still just 20 years old. It's likely going to be him if anybody, because it's still someone who's like, hasn't filled out their body yet. Dyson at six, like nine, six, 10 would be a, a lot of fun, actually. Okay. Dyson is who might actually say, but you get why I wanted Jose to say. So coming up next, we got a couple other cliches here. Best shape of my life. Worked a lot on my shot. Who said those things or who are we predicting to say both of those things? Give me your guesses in the comments down below. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Like if you're evacuating for a hurricane, you have a hurricane preparedness kit, water, flashlights, batteries. Do you have medicine in there? important life-saving medication because that's what the Jace case from Jace Medical provides. Five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and it's going to give you peace of mind. If you're evacuating, your doctor likely is too and if something comes up and you need to get some medication, are you going to be able to? Are you going to be able to reach your doctor? You might not. 
Well, you don't need to worry about that with Jace Medical because they're going to make sure you have the medications on hand. And Jace Medical is simple. They're going to handle everything from the online evaluation to the pharmacy medication delivery and then ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. I have one of these Jace cases in my hurricane kit. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout over at jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code Locked On. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. We're having some fun in today's show. If you want to get in on the Locked On Pelicans insiders group, well then, we've got one for you. I'm going to give you my insight there. You can text me. I can interact with you. It's going to be the new way to really do it during this season. The link is in the description down below. There's a 14-day free trial. It's $4.99 after that. Give the free trial a shot. If you don't like it, no worries. Show's still here. But if you want to keep going on, get exclusive content, Q&As, other videos and things, it's only going to be for the Locked On Pelicans insiders, trade rumors that I'm hearing as we get closer to that. All that's going to be there. I'm going to be sending y'all texts a ton. And if you're a season ticket holder and you want to help out Christian Clark of NOLA.com, the Times Picayune, the Advocate, email him at cclark at theadvocate.com. He needs your insight, wants your insight for something that he is working on, a season ticket holder survey. Okay, we are going to keep doing the cliches and things. So, two more for you. And then we'll get into two more after this with a kind of like a tricky one. No, the one at the end you're going to get immediately. Okay. Who's going to come into media day and say, I'm in the best shape of my life. Do you need to think too hard about this one? No, no, you don't. It's Zion Williamson. This one, I, I'll put money on this. If, if FanDuel had an option to bet on certain things guys would say at Media day, Zion is going to say some form of like best shape of my life, best condition of my life, something like that. You want to know why? Because he probably is. And yesterday's show where I'm wearing the same shirt, <laughs> we talked about how David Griffin was just at an event and talked about how Zion or at the, while he was at that event, he said Zion had been in the facility more so than he ever has been before. And that is something that I've been telling you here on the show that others are echoing to because it's true. He's been in New Orleans basically the entire offseason. He's never, ever done that before. Brett Martell of the Associated Press had that tweet about him pushing a sled, doing sprints, things like that out in the middle of Saints training camp before the season started in that New Orleans heat when we were above like 100 degrees for how many days straight? And he's here around his teammates, being healthy, doing all of the right things. Zion is probably in the best shape of his career. I don't think there is... Anything wrong in saying that he was in good shape coming into last season too. Then, of course, the injury happens and things fall apart. But I think it's going to be safe to say Zion is in the best shape of his life. You know, he's also working on things like stretching more. Those other, is it pliability? Is that a word? Is that a thing? I'm not a doctor. You know, working on stretching just for his body to handle kind of the rigors, the wear and tear of the NBA. 
And if he can do that and stay a little bit healthier than he's been, or a whole lot healthier would be ideal, he's going to be in store for a big season. You know, I've talked about last year was probably going to be Zion 2.0, and it looked like Zion 2.0. Is this Zion like 2.1, 2.5, 3.0? I'm not entirely sure because I don't think his game is going to change a whole lot, but it definitely feels like a switch flipped that he's getting it more. When he was on Gilbert Arenas' podcast saying, you know, there are things he hasn't done as well as he could in the past and he's working on doing those now, he's in the best shape of his career when someone's saying things like that. Like, I truly believe that. The real question is not him being in the best shape of his life. We know he's capable of doing that. Can you keep it up during the season? What do you do when an injury inevitably occurs? What do you do when there's some adversity? That is the one question I have when it comes to him. If he has... An answer to that and has figured that out. Look out. This is a guy that can be the MVP of the NBA. Next one. Worked a lot on my shot. This this should be all of them. Should be all of them, but I think it's particularly important for one specific player. And that is Herb Jones. There was going to be a show or two on who should start. Herb Jones or Trey Murphy III? It's a question I get asked a lot. Right now, that's kind of out of the question with the Trey Murphy injury. But it was an open question. Do you want to maximize the offense around Zion, around B.I., around C.J. McCollum? Or do you want to you know, just go with the right defense? And with how bad we've seen the three-point shooting and other things be for the Pelicans, I don't know. Maybe having Trey out there to space the court better was important because Herb Jones, for as great as he is, is not a particularly good three-point shooter. His rookie year, 33.7%. Last year, 33.5%. Those aren't like abysmal numbers, but no, they're not good. He needs his shot to be falling to make him super-duper viable and to retain that starting lineup for a long term. He's capable of it. If you look at his numbers from February through the end of the season, this is a 30-game sample. He shot 39% on over 2.3 attempts per game. The numbers got better for him as the season went on. And so if he can do that and replicate some of that, I'm pretty optimistic about what we're going to be able to see from him. From February 25th through the end of the season, so 22 games, 45.3% on 2.4 attempts per game. The attempts are low, so the volume isn't there. But he showed he's capable of being a three-point threat. You make two threes per game, that's, that's actually kind of key for this offense. If he can do that, I would be... Thrilled. So if you bump those up a little bit, he can def- definitely do something. So of all the guys that need their three, you know, the three-point shot the most, we know what he can do defensively, but he's been a liability at times on offense where teams where the Pelicans are basically playing four and five. So if he can get that three-point shot falling, he entrenches himself in that starting spot. It gives him the defense, the kind of balance the team needs. And I don't know. He's going to be a really good player then. He's already a really good player. We love Herb Jones too. We kind of love everyone on the roster, don't we? Love Jose, love Trey, love Zion, hate Zion at times, but love Zion. And then also get Herb Jones, who's just like the most lovable dude, especially after he got paid, but earned that contract, which he did. 
but you can also really live up to that contract with the three-point shooting. I think that would be very, very big for him. So I, I predict he's going to say, like, I worked on my shot uh, all offseason, worked on my shot a lot, worked a lot on my shot, whatever the, the variant of it is. So I've got two more. Two more coming up. What about proving things? What about human beings? You can probably guess the last one there. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before, not it's not FanDuel today. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good, and these are some of the most comfortable shorts that I have ever tried. The Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They do the same things as Lululemon, but they're way better. And instead of like normal shorts that are made from a stiff, restricting cotton, Bird Dogs fit fix that by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice the movement i have a couple of pairs of bird dog shorts i have a pair of joggers too i just wore the joggers all around a couple of airports as i was traveling it was awesome they were super comfortable they're breathable too so you're not too hot the pockets are deep enough to like put my phone my wallet my keys and stuff in there same for the shorts too i've had some shorts that have like those shallow pockets and things just fall out you worry about losing stuff not the bird dogs and then you can wear them to the driving range to go play on the course to meet friends for happy hour you could wear them on a date and even look good they just fit everything and they're super comfortable and i absolutely love these so if you want to give them a try go to birddogs.com slash locked on mba or enter promo code locked on mba at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on mba for a free water bottle at checkout you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you i'm probably not going to be taking mine off this whole weekend and thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen today and every day we are here monday through friday for y'all Covering the team like no one else is, the number one Pelicans podcast. If you want to support the channel, become an everydayer. Listen Monday through Friday because we are back to five days a week. Media Day is right around the corner. We're kind of making fun of it, but having fun with it, playing a game here on Locked on Pelicans today. So support the channel. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for your second listen, Saints are 2-0, and oh, but the offense not so great. Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints podcast. Go give him a listen. Covering everything black and gold. One of my favorite people in the world. Okay, let's get back to cliches, quotes. We're going to hear at Media Day and start attributing them to people and see if we can predict this. I will follow up on this show after Media Day, by the way. Okay, here's your next one. This one's probably pretty obvious, too. I want to prove I'm one of the best in the world, or I want to prove that I'm one of the top players in the NBA. Who do you think says that? It's Brandon Ingram, right? After the disappointment that was the FIBA World Cup, I would love to see him come in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I don't really care about his poor performance, and it was poor with FIBA. It just, he's not a role player. Like, you know, I don't know what else to say. Like, he's not a role player, so playing him like a role player just isn't really going to do it and playing him with guys that just don't complement his skill set at all or play or yeah complement his skill set at all just isn't going to work you know he comes to New Orleans he's going to have the ball in his hands he was on Team USA he didn't what's the point of putting Brandon in the corner and just asking him to shoot corner threes none that's like putting Jackson Hayes there you kind of minimize what they do well you've got to maximize the talents of your guys 
they weren't doing that with him, which is a shooting, like a scoring wing that can play make for others once he puts pressure on the rim. Let him do that here in New Orleans, and he's going to be fine. But if this means he feels like he needs to prove something, anything that gives him a little bit more of a motivation. You know, he's a bit of a quiet, reserved guy. Doesn't show tons and tons of emotions out there. Not that you need to. But does this awake, like, the dog in him a little bit? Give him a little more fire? Make him a little bit angrier? I hope so. If this does something that just makes him feel like he needs that not validation, but to prove it, to kind of reestablish himself in the hierarchy of the NBA, that's only going to be a good thing, and the Pelicans will get the benefits of that. He's not going to make the, the Team USA Olympic squad next year. Probably none of those guys really will. Maybe one or two. But probably not Brandon Ingram. But what if he goes and just has a monster year? Does he get a chance to redeem himself, to prove himself again on the international stage? Anything that gives him a little bit more motivation to come in and be the best version of him, the like alpha dog, the guy that can take over a game that does that, but at times doesn't, that's the type of BI I want to see. An angry, motivated, chip-on-shoulder BI, fire in the belly if we're throwing more cliches out there too. Though That type of player is the player I really would be excited to see this year. And I would not be shocked if he's feeling that way. There was a lot of articles written about him and his poor performance with Team USA. And he couldn't have liked that. No one likes that stuff, right? So I hope he comes in motivated and we hear him say, like, I want to prove that I'm one of the best in the world. I want to back into the all-star game. He's not considered a star player anymore under the new load management, the rest rules and all of that. Do you want, do you want that status again? Go out and earn it. And I think he could come in very motivated and we might hear him say that. And then finally, like I wasn't going to do this. I'm sorry, Griff, because I'm just going to give it away here. Who's going to say we have just not just great basketball players in our locker room, but great human beings and just great people? Yeah, it's David Griffin because he says some variant of that every single media day. But I also think he believes that, you know, they've I'm joking, right? I'm making fun of him a little bit here because he says it so often, but it, there's also a truth to it. And I get what he's trying to do. You know, he is trying to build a locker room with like a bunch of just like good dudes that like each other and enjoy playing basketball together. And I do think they are succeeding with that. This team is pretty close. There's a pretty high degree of chemistry out there to the point where Zion, when he was away from the team two years ago, came back early because he wanted to be back. And be around what they were doing because it looked like it was so much fun. So to really have built that, I think, is an impressive thing and something Griff should be very proud of himself for. So yeah, there are good human beings in the locker room that care about this community, that want to get out and do things. Look at the work that Larry Nance Jr. is doing, right? That he did auctioning off his jerseys, that he is going to keep working on with the, the school systems in New Orleans. These guys care about a lot. Zion doing camps and things like that. All of these guys really do care and they are all good human beings. And that's why I really want to, one of the reasons why we really want to see this team succeed. We just want to root for good dudes, good human beings, great human beings. This team is very likable because of that. There's no one on here that you're like, I really don't like that dude. We've had that a lot for a long time on this team and that happens. 
you deal with it, right? Like they're good basketball players. That's ultimately why they're here. But when you have like such a good group of guys, it just makes them so easy to root for and like wish for that kind of success for them. And they've got that in the locker room. So it's important to keep in mind, you know, who these players are and why, you know, what the many reasons why we're rooting for them. So there you go. This was the Thursday show, which means tonight we have the live show, Thursday, 7 p.m. Central. I'll see you on YouTube. You don't want to miss it. That's fun. That's fun to interact with y'all. Join the Locked On Pelicans Insiders subtext. Link is in the description down below as well. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'll see you live at 7 p.m. Central tonight.